Welcome to the Belmont Journal, your source for hyperlocal news and community updates. I'm Mike Crowley, your host this week. The Belmont Farmers Market launches a new season on Thursday, June 6th. Select board member Roy Epstein will be there to cut the ribbon at 2 p.m. The Farmers Market also kicks off its new season with some new farmers, so be sure to stop by on Thursdays from 2 to 6.30 p.m. in the town center parking lot. This past Tuesday was the official groundbreaking for the new Belmont Middle and High School. The ceremony took place at the Belmont High School. Construction for the project will begin on June 18th, once school is out for the summer. This is a very big day for the town of Belmont. We have many folks that we would like you to meet and many folks to thank. This groundbreaking marks the beginning for a new generation of Belmont Middle and High School students. The school committee deeply appreciates all of the work involved in moving this project forward. It not only addresses issues of increasing enrollment and building structure, it will produce a new generation of students that will create engaging environments where students can work together collaboratively to solve problems with relevance to their lives. This committee worked hard to develop the project vision, transform that into the design you see now, and are currently working to ensure the construction is executed to make this a reality. Along the way, we continue to work with the MSBA, our partner in this wonderful project. The team worked collaboratively with Belmont and arrived at this solution, ready to start construction on the new Belmont Middle and High School, a grade seven through 12 school, accommodating over 2,200 students, for which the MSBA has agreed to reimburse Belmont a maximum of $80 million. The building committee is working with a lot of partners on this project. However, the most important partner in the project is you, the Belmont community. The building committee has engaged, listened, discussed, deliberated, revised, eliminated, and added to this project based on engaging comments from all members of the Belmont community, young and old, both new to Belmont and lifelong residents. And you know, today is, today is a great day that we join with you uh, and celebrate this partnership uh, between your community, uh, the MSBA, and really the, the terrific partners that you have selected for, for design, construction, uh, and owners project uh, management. And you know, but really, the real important people that are here today are the students. You know, it, it enjoyed today. It took a while to get here. It's going to take a little while in order to have uh, that new building. And again, on behalf of the MSBA, we look forward to continuing our partnership with your community as we build this great new middle high school. This continued work of moving this school forward through the years is important to be able to respect the past as we responsibly prepare our students for the future. A huge thank you as well to those taxpayers who are out there and have funded this project at 76% approval. Thank you to all the folks who worked on this campaign. Thank you for everybody who voted for it. And thank you for all the folks uh, in your support moving forward as well. 
Welcome to this week in the Citizen Herald and welcome back Joanna Juvelis, senior multimedia journalist with the Citizen Herald and Wicked Local Belmont online. How are you, Joanna? Great, Mike. So, so segment B town meeting we're continuing our coverage. Yes. Um, one of one of the highlights of the last session was the, pro the, 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 the proclamation issued in honor of, of Joseph Scally. Scally. I love these proclamations. I, I think this one was especially special because I really liked Joe Scally and I miss him. He passed away February 1st and he was a town meeting member for 23 years. Mm -hmm. He also was a representative um, on the school committee for the Minuteman. He was a coach for baseball, hockey, and soccer. He helped found the Boston Area Youth Soccer Association, and he's very much missed. He also worked as a clerk during town elections. So his wife of 58 years, Marianne Skelly, she was there with her family to receive the proclamation in his honor. It was, it was a lovely proclamation. Yes. He was a longtime town resident, born and raised yes. in Belmont. Yes, And um, he will be missed. Good blood. <laughs> so um, another... Another thing that was discussed at town meeting was the capital budget. Yes. Uh, what, why don't we talk about some of the highlights? Sure. First of all, we'll just say that it all passed, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. With voice votes. There was no roll call on those votes. That's right. And it was about $1.8 million of requests from different departments for capital mm -hmm. projects, ranging from replacing the fire alarm system at three elementary schools, replacing boilers at two of the elementary schools, I think, no, sorry, I have that reversed. Three elementary schools are getting new boilers. Mm -hmm. Two are getting new fire alarm systems. And uh, there'll be a new pump truck for the fire department. A variety of, a variety of things that, that are needed by these departments and were right. all approved. And then the other part of it was the sidewalks and the roads. And there was a lot of discussion so, so on the sidewalks. So that was a total of about $2.2 million for, yes. for roads and sidewalks. Yes. Um, sidewalks. Uh, Had a lot of discussion. Yeah. Because of the concrete and the issues that there's been with concrete put in recently mm -hmm. that has crumbled, unlike the oldest concrete in Belmont, which still looks great. Right. We have stretches of sidewalks that are 80 years old that, that, that you know, some people have said, you know, they seem like they're in pristine condition. Right. So what's going on with, with this modern concrete that's yes. being laid down in sidewalk repairs? And Director of Community Development, Glenn Clancy, said it could be either people are putting salt on these sidewalks and they're not supposed to, but it also could be an issue of the concrete being in the truck too long because the truck was stuck in traffic on its right. way to deliver it. I never heard of that, but that's... Yeah, so apparently it's got about a 60 to 90 minute shelf life, yes. so to speak, before... and with all the traffic, right. no deliveries, I guess, at uh, before 7 a.m. or something to that effect is now the new rule. So... Um, um, lastly, lastly. <laughs> supplemental requests. There's $674,000 of supplemental requests from various departments that are not included in the budget for mm -hmm. FY20, but the, the selectmen are still considering whether or not to include one in particular, a social worker for the Council on Aging, a 35-hour week position for $72,000 a year. There's grant funding for $22,000 of that, mm -hmm. so it's really just about $50,000 that they need funds for. And what they said they will consider it if the Housing Authority wants to go in on this because the Housing Authority also wants a social worker position. Right. So it's possible that this could get funded if Housing Authority wants to go halvesies. Okay. I'll know so more next week. To, to be decided. 
Thank you so much, Joanna. You're welcome. And we will talk with you next time. Welcome to This Week in the Belmontonian, and we're fortunate to have back Franklin Tucker, editor of the Belmontonian. Franklin, how are you? Just fine, thank you. So let's start off talking a little bit about town meeting. Well, town meeting, of course, we're in segment B, which right. is the budget. It's all things budget and numbers. Uh, but I think uh, the most long-lasting um, uh, item that was on uh, the town meeting uh, yesterday, well, it was yesterday, uh, was uh, almost like an aperitif uh, for the uh, members. And it had to do with... Um, uh, the advice and consent that they gave in terms of the roll call. Um, okay. Uh, these were questions that were submitted by uh, Mike Widmer. Mm -hmm. It was a series of six that would be um, that would ask um, what would town meeting support in terms of how you would ask for a roll call and when you would ask for a roll call. And, and so, so the, the the reason why he was asking these questions and and town meeting members were sort of click voting mm -hmm. on on different options was to collect information. As, as he and, and the selectmen consider an article that would be put before town meeting next fall, right? That's right. The, it will, um, and uh, he confirmed that uh, last night to me. Ah, to, uh, to you to, personally. That's right. It will, uh, he will, he's going to take this information, and what he mm -hmm. said is that he sees uh, town meeting still conflicted on the roll call. Um, when it comes to uh, roll calls for very close votes or, mm -hmm. or zoning votes, like uh, two thirds, you need two thirds. There's a there is support for that, but there isn't really a support for everybody voting. But it's such a close margin. Yeah, it, it is interesting how how conflicted the town seems about this. And that's what uh, and that's what um, uh, Mike was worried about, and that's why he's going that he said that the next step is going to take this information. We're going to ha uh, then have a public forum and have everybody talk about it, and then go to the uh, select board, and the select board will then uh, begin the, the, uh, the, the, their sessions on um, writing the article that will mm -hmm. come before special. Um, and uh, he believes that even then, he's going to be reserving an entire night on the, uh, on the fall town meeting for just this one article. Well, so it, it's possible, and I think he alluded to this, that we're actually talking about more than one article, that, that we're, we're likely to see a citizen-sponsored article as well. That's right. I think, um, and I think what that will be is a citizen's um, article that, uh, that every vote count, that every vote is yeah. counted and every vote is recorded. Uh, so you'll be able to see it that, at that moment. And I think that has to do with, I believe, I think there's going to be something behind this uh, roll call. I, th I see maybe uh, maybe a political movement of, of like-minded people. Of, of people who are interested in transparency? Uh, transparency <laughs> and a lot of other things. Maybe we'll see. Uh, and I think that has a lot to do with um, uh, people who want to see certain changes happen to, to, to the town. So we might see uh, a group uh, come towards um, the elections uh, next, next year with a, with a group uh, well, proposal. It'll be interesting to see. So, um, real quickly, um, we have a Starbucks reopening. That's right. Starbucks is reopening at the old uh, location. Well, it's not the old location, but the lo old area. It's going to be the first um, uh, establishment in the in the Bradford. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be a nine to uh, five to nine, uh, five in the morning and nine at night. Uh, it's going to be. How, how soon is this happening? It's going to be opening. Uh, well, they're going to get their occupancy permit in um, 
uh, on Friday, and it's going to be within two weeks. Oh, great. That's great. That's great news, and I'm sure a lot of people will be pleased. Well, thank you so much, Franklin, and we will talk with you next time. Thank you very much. Since January, Belmont's health department has welcomed two new employees, Diana Ekman, the new assistant director, and Suzanne Trasavage, the new animal control officer. And we are fortunate to have both of them in the studio today to talk with us on the Belmont Journal. How are you? Good, how are you? Fine. If I could ask you, uh, maybe you first, Diana, to, to tell us a little bit about your background and, and you know, what you did before you came to Belmont. And, um... Sure, yeah, so before I uh, came here to Belmont, um, I worked previously in the city of Framingham as the senior public health inspector there and actually spent some time before that in the city of Philadelphia also doing oh, that's interesting. health inspection work there as well. Um, I also have a degree in um, environmental health from mm -hmm. uh, the Boston University School of Public Health. So that's kind of my, my overall background. Suzanne, how about you? Um, my career started quite a while ago, volunteering at local animal shelters. Um, my degree is actually in communication, uh, mm -hmm. so that didn't go very far, obviously. I got hired, was hired as um, shelter staff, and from there actually became a surgical technician at a veterinary hospital, and basically decided that I wanted to be more out in the field and not so much indoors, and so I was hired by um, Turo uh, and Wellfleet on Cape Cod. Uh, I lived on the Cape for about 10 years, and then I recently moved to Boston a few years ago and took a position on the rescue team with the Animal Rescue League of Boston. Okay. And, and so you've just been on the job here in Belmont about a few weeks, right? That is correct. Okay. Diana, you've been here since January. Yes, yes, since okay. the beginning of January. I, I know you have sort of different lengths of time and experience with Belmont, but if I could ask you to sort of share some of your first impressions and, and what you think some of the special challenges are with respect to, you know, the health department concerns and, you know, animal control issues. So in terms of the health department side of things, um, I think one of the things that you, of course, first notice when you come to Belmont is it very much is the... Um, like the town of homes feeling that's uh that's for me has been kind of a departure from some of the places i've been before so it's been a kind of a, a learning experience for me from that perspective but in terms of um you know all local health departments in the state are kind of faced with the challenge of you know we have lots of things that we're mandated to do so things like you know food inspections pool inspections camp inspections other roles within the department you know we have um like reportable diseases that are public health nurse uh, tracks and, and things like that as well. So there's all those things that were required by the state mm -hmm. to do, but there's lots of other things that we would like to be able to do in terms of education and outreach and things like that. And so that's, time is always a limiting factor for us. Um, but that's, that's a challenge for, for every local health department, I would say, in Massachusetts. Any, any special challenges in terms of the, the, the health issues that we face? Uh, I think Belmont has um, a lot of strengths in that area, I mm -hmm. would say. It seems like, um, you know, the, the residents in Belmont have, um, you know, a higher level of access to health care than the residents in a lot of other towns and cities in the state do. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely a big strength. And, and it also, from my experience in Belmont, there's a lot of uh, engagement and kind of enthusiasm around mm -hmm. public health topics, which is definitely a big asset as well. And so, Su Suzanne, how, how, how about from your perspective? Um, so I'm wrapping up about my third week. 
um, of being in Belmont. And I must say, everybody has been incredibly welcoming and warm. I've had people come stop by my office just to introduce themselves. I've had people flag me down on the street um, just to say hello, as well as phone calls. So I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that, as well as all my coworkers. They've been fantastic. Um, I definitely, I'm, you know, coming after somebody that has been there for 17 years. Um, so a goal of mine is to make sure that I have the same open relationship with the residents um, that, you know, Animal Control Officer John Maguranis had as well. Um, so that will be a huge challenge for me to try to have them let me in. <laughs> you well, so, know? so you're actually touching on, on what, what sort of was my next question, you know, which was, you know, how do you plan to work with the community? Belmont is absolutely a dog community, an animal-friendly community. Uh, I believe that the town does go above and beyond in order to accommodate the dog owners and mm -hmm. animal lovers within town. Um, so basically, you know, just always keeping that line of communication open. I'm definitely not the enemy here. I'm here to make sure that the people stay safe as well as the dog owners and, you know, dogs. <laughs> um, so it's, it's the safety of everybody around and that's my primary job. How about you, Diana? What, any, any thoughts about how you plan to work with, with the community and in your role as Assistant Director of the Health Department? Sure. So a lot of the, the work that I've been fortunate enough to do with folks so far, there's a lot of different avenues that people have to communicate with us. Um, a lot of times folks will reach out to us, either you know, come into the office, send us an email, pick up the phone and call, um, and it may be something as simple as you know they have a they have a concern or maybe they just have a question about how to how to handle something. Um, so that's that's kind of been most of our our contact so far. Um, things that we're working on right now is just looking at different. We're always looking at new ways to reach out to people mm -hmm. and let them know about um, the services that we do provide, and also just get feedback from folks about the the things that people are most interested in, because that's that's knowledge that we need to have as, sure. you know, any sort of health uh, interests in town. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today, and, you know, welcome again to Belmont. Thank you very much. Thanks. Spring is finally here, I hope, and raised bed box gardens are blooming in many Belmont yards. Roger Colton, one of our hosts here at the Belmont Journal, recently met with some locals who explain the benefits and the pleasures of raised bed box gardening. I got into front yard gardening when I realized a couple of years ago that my front yard is actually the sunny spot um, in my, uh, on my property. And uh, I had, in a sleepless night, I had this idea, how about I try raised beds? Within a day, I got some material from Home Depot and built those raised beds and had some someone bring some topsoil and this is the rest is history. I think if you're in this for the money and saving money that you don't want to spend at the grocery store, uh, you can't start home gardening. So for me, it's really the pleasure of um, being outside, uh, seeing things grow, um, eating something that I literally raised with my own hands. Um, and as I mentioned before, the social aspect of being in my neighborhood and getting to know my neighbors. All these are things that are really important to me and that's why I'm doing this. You know, I see a lot of people 
really trying to get the patches where there's the most sun. So for me, I've put this, this garden patch, it's a bit tucked away, but it is in the front because my house is a south facing house and I have no sun in the backyard. So if I planted anything in the backyard, it would not grow. So there's some red leaf lettuce. There's one coming up here. There's a few more coming up over there. Yeah, these are little gonna be carrots. They're nothing yet, they're really nothing yet except a tiny little root. Back there, those green, green, that green patch is radishes. So hopefully those will be ready in a week or two. And it's an interesting process for the kids to also learn about kind of the, you know, the, the um, unpredictability of what you're able to do and how you have to work with, um, you know, the weather. If it's too rainy or too cold, maybe something comes late. If it's too warm, uh, maybe you'll also have some other effects, but they're, they're kind of, I hope that they're, they're coming to appreciate a little bit more um, how much our food source depends on some of the, you know, the, the, uh, the climate and the weather uh, that, we, that we are given, that we really, uh, you know, we have control over some elements of it, but not all of it. So I have daughter who's three and I have a son who's six. They love eating sugar snap peas straight off the bush and, and she keeps asking, my daughter keeps asking me about the sugar snap peas because we had them last year when they're going to be ready. Um, and they love eating the tomatoes right off the bush and the carrots right out of the ground. So they're really interested in this. And I find it a really nice way to um, give them a little bit more understanding about where our food comes from uh, when they actually see it growing outside of the house. And now it's time for our community calendar with Jane Peters. Jane explains all of the things happening in Belmont this week. Hi everyone, I'm Jane and this is your community calendar for next week. Belmont Books is hosting a nearly full week of book events and author talks next week. On Monday, you can join the June Book Club discussion of The Widows of Malabar Hill by Sujata Massey, a fascinating mystery inspired by India's first female attorney. On Wednesday, Jean Diedrich will be in to speak on her book, She the People, a sweeping graphic history of women's ongoing quest for equality. On Thursday, Leah Hager-Cohen and Julie Witz-Schlack will speak on their books, Strangers and Cousins, and This All at Onceness. On Saturday, Belmont Books' June Kids Book Club meets to discuss Cinderella Liberator by Rebecca Solnit, a reimagining of a classic fairy tale with a fresh feminist Cinderella. And on Sunday, author Melissa Stewart and illustrator Sarah Brannon will bring their book Seashells More Than a Home to the bookstore to discuss how shells carry information in the characteristics of their shells. Read more about each book and visit at belmontbooks.com. Kids can learn several great recipes, all involving eggs, at Chop Chop Family's Egg Cooking Workshop on Tuesday at 4 for grades 4 to 6 and on Wednesday at 4 for grades 1 to 3. Visit chopchopfamily.org to learn more and register. English language learners at BHS are invited to a series of free classes about how to support student education. These classes are designed for the parents of English learners and offer a chance to practice English skills. Two classes in the series are offered next week, one on social-emotional learning on Wednesday and one on staying connected with school as your child moves toward middle and high school on Thursday. Both classes are held in the Wellington Community Room at 6 p.m. Tour 10 beautiful Belmont Gardens and share the joy of gardening among fellow enthusiasts at the Belmont Garden Club's Garden Tour on Sunday from 11 to 4. The tour will also offer scheduled demonstrations of container and floral design, composting, work from junior gardeners, music, and art in the garden. Tickets can be purchased in advance or on the day of the tour at Westcott Mercantile in Belmont Center and Cushing Square. 
The Belmont Gallery of Art's newest exhibit, Me and My Sister, My Brother and Me, will be on display from Sunday through September 1st. The gallery hosts a reception on Sunday from 6.30 to 8.30. Work on display features pieces in acrylic paint and fused glass by Richard Hill and Sue Hill Sims. And that's all for next week. If you'd like your event featured in Belmont Journal's community calendar, you can email your event to jane at belmontmedia.org. On Memorial Day, many Boys and Girl Scouts participate in activities to honor those who have fought for the United States. This year, on the Saturday preceding Memorial Day, local Scouts and many of their parents helped Bob Upton, uh, Belmont's Veterans Services Officer, correctly plant flags and medals on the graves of Belmont veterans. The Belmont Journal was there. Bob Upton, I'm the Veterans Service Officer for the Town of Belmont. I'm here today with the cemetery staff who are uh, all working very hard. They've been working hard all week and even before that uh, preparing the cemetery. They've been cutting the grass, preparing the stones, cleaning around the stones. We've also been replacing flags. Boy Scout and Girl Scouts uh, are from Belmont as well as some of the Cub Scouts that will be coming today with their troop leaders as well as uh, some of the parents. And, they are volunteering once again this year to help us to write the flags. I'm happy to see everybody here volunteering their time to really make this day kind of special for us, not only today, but also for all the family members of those who are buried here within the cemetery. Our goal and our job this morning will be to write the flags, make sure that they're straight up and down, as well as the medallions facing forward so everything is nice and uniform. I will tell you, one of the things that I do, I try to do as often as I can because it's a, it's a show of respect among people who serve in the military. And that is doing the salute. So what I normally do is I will place the medallion pole with the flag straight up and down, and I look at it, and then I step back. And when I step back, I stand at attention, and I, I salute the flag. We're with the uh, Scouts BSA Troop 304 Belmont. It's important for Scouts to show duty um, and respect to the country um, by honoring the veterans. It's one of the highest honors and duty that the Scouts can do. Our children can understand a lot by going and seeing. Um, and then you eventually learn um, because, you know, it takes time to be able to understand um, how much freedom it costs. We're here to participate in and t teach our kids how what it's like to be a good citizen and recognize those people in our communities that have not only sacrificed their lives but also, sac um, also sacrificed a lot of their time and effort uh, in order to preserve this country, in order to preserve our freedoms, and also just also as a form of service. It's really important because my grandpa served in the um, military as well and um, He's not here, but he's in Medford, and it means a lot to me just to come to the cemetery to support all the rest who have served for us. That's all for now. I'm Mike Crowley, and we'll see you next time here on the Belmont Journal.